Greetings, my friends, and welcome again to another episode of the Flux to Pose podcast, episode 67 to be exact. And I have horrible news. Lucas is dead. He's died. And this is how I mourn him in podcast remorse. No, not really. He's just broken his headset. So I have joined by a very fitting replacement, maybe a permanent replacement. He doesn't know that yet, but the, none, the one and only Mr. Rob Goddard is on the show. Hello. How are you all tonight? I will, I will take your loss for my own gain. <laughs> I can't think of a reason why you shouldn't. I mean, yeah. I mean, Lucas had a good life. He had, you know, almost 29 years, almost 29 year run. I think that's pretty full. In ancient times, he would have been ancient, so. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, nobody really probably wanted to hear him talk about Netflixation anyway, so. (laughs) Thank God we get to wait a week until that, you know. Yeah, more movie talk. No way. No, thank you. (laughs) Oh, Lucas, it's all right. We love you. We'll see you in another week. Yeah, get better soon from the death. Yeah, I hear that uh, you know their whole reincarnation, you know, resurrection process is really moving along these days. So, yeah, it's a combination of uh, like three D printing, and I, you know, what the rest I'm not really <laughs> sure of, but it's three D printing has come a long way these days. So, hey, whatever works, you know. Yeah, the very least you can probably make your own Lucas robot with a like a three D printed Ooh. body. I like this. Yeah. Uh, no, he. I, I don't know how it happened. I'd like to think that he uh, got super raged when we were doing some competitive Dirty Bomb and ripped his headset in disgust, but this is also the one that he had duct taped to as a temporary repair, so I think the solder finally gave out and the microphone you know, just kind of finally failed. <clears throat> yeah. It's always one of those, like, all right, I'm probably good for a little bit longer. Probably good for a little bit longer. <laughs> and then it just goes beyond repair yep unfortunately he was at a, a crossroads where uh he was like oh there's this new keyboard and mouse i kind of want to get and now it's like nope gotta buy a new microphone mm. well i'm happy to be here to help out yeah definitely thanks for uh hopping in and i was like i was kind of contemplating if i could try to finagle someone last minute and i was like i was like totally prepared i was like no i'm just gonna do like this 30 35 minute solo thing got it all planned out it'll be fine even though it'd probably be awkward and kind of boring, and then actually you and uh, Mr. RoboPig himself offered their services, so... Oh, I didn't mean to muscle out RoboPig. Well, he, he's, he was okay, because he was just on uh, Gamers in Beta the other night, so he could take a night off, he said. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I'm recording this, and I'm recording another one after this, so... <laughs> I would have been just, fine either this way. This is just the warm-up to make your show even better. Right? I'm already drinking, so... Or, exactly. <laughs> or or the pregame. I don't know. So, you know, usually I start drinking when we start recording ours, so by the time we get to ours, it's just, welcome to the Super Lobster fan. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm halfway tempted because I for, I have purposely kind of haven't kept any beer in the house, and uh, all I do have is some of my uh, founder's KBS, so I'm almost tempted to, like, you know, I could just crack one of those open. Yeah, we um, about three weeks ago we had uh, a barbecue at our place. Um, we do a, an MS walk every year in our town, and we always have people over. Ever since we got our house, uh, I think it's been five years now. And every you know because of that, now you can throw parties. And 
Okay. We've done the walk in the past, but we've never been able to kind of have anything afterwards. It's always just been like, hey, thanks for coming to the walk. Now, see you later. But, you know, with the house, it's like, yeah, everyone come over and let's have a barbecue. So the night before, mm-hmm. my wife and I always kind of go a little crazy and buy a lot more beer than we need. So three weeks later, and I still have probably at least 48 bottles of beer in my fridge. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so... You know. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, what are you going to do? It's a good problem to have. It is. It is. Except she's like, you drink a lot. I'm like, well, someone has to. Yeah, it's not going to drink itself. <laughs> exactly. So, and you know, the, good thing about, the other good thing about having the dogs, other than they bought, they interrupt your podcast sometimes, is uh, <laughs> that uh, I'm not drinking alone at two in the morning. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Well, really quick, I will give an update. My uh, my car was covered by insurance. Fantastic. So that, that was the big uh, celebration of last week. So I only had to pay a tenth of the cost, which is nice. Uh, estimate is that it'll be done on Friday. I've got a rental car until then. Um, unfortunately, also on Wednesday, like the day after we recorded the show last week, my dog almost got hit by a bus. Holy cow. So <laughs> he got... Uh, the new place for my my wife works. They have an apartment underneath, and he he stays down there. So he goes to work with her, and um, a door got left open. And when he sees an open door, he's just like, "Oh, let me go run around out here." And off he went and through an intersection, across the street. Somehow, my wife was able to chase him down and catch him. But yeah, he like ran right in front of a school bus. I guess so that <laughs> that was our fun <laughs> excitement from last week. And then today, my wife calls me on the way to work, and her uh, one of her her passenger side rear window is sliding down so the the window regulator engine thing whatever the hell it's called that's failed and she's got a jeep liberty and this will be the third time we've had one it was like a faulty part that had a recall or that fixed it the first two times and now this is what so this i think we've had both of the uh backseat windows replaced so this is one of the second time one of those has failed so i mean i'm expecting i don't know she called the one dealership this morning they said it was like 350 bucks i'm like oh my gosh so uh, i'm gonna get an estimate from the body shop that's doing the work on my car and i'm hoping it at least saves maybe you know maybe 50 75 bucks and drops it under 300 but it's just like this is why you have an emergency fund right there people best thing you do set aside like a thousand bucks and never touch it and that's what this thing that's what that covers uh so annoying yeah i just i got a new car about Six months ago. Oh, Jesus. been six. No, about five months ago, I got a new car. And I've never had a brand new car. So I'm kind of enjoying that. Because usually any car I get, it's like, well, it's got about 95,000 miles on it. Uh, yeah. Original this, original that. So, you know, in about 10,000 miles, you'll have to worry about this and that. But just that new car, like, you know, first five oil changes are on us just bring it in we'll rotate your tires this and that it's like oh man this is amazing but you know <laughs> yeah. but now like my wife's it's like hers is newish it's just a couple years old and it's definitely it's not nothing's wrong with it yet but it's definitely starting to be like well this is this might need to be fixed soon it's just, oh my god i just i don't know I mean, there's just yeah. there's just no way to save that kind of money with like knowing obviously that's the thing it never happens when it's it never happens when you have the money it's always when you're 
you know, this just happened and this just happened and yeah. whatever. So I think so far, let's see, in the past like year, like we had to have a new would have to have new wheel bearing on No, I had to have a new wheel bearing. I think she had to have new ball joints. And then yeah, now this and then God. Yeah. yeah, and I plan on driving. I'm planning on driving this car into the ground, though. So, oh, you have to. You have to. At some point, you have to make a stand. Um, to where they they come back with a number that you're just not willing to pay anymore. <laughs> so, that's kind of what happened with uh, the car before my last car. It was uh, we brought it. We got it. We got it for free. Obviously, we paid for the title transfer and that stuff. But um, it was such a rust bucket that my brakes were going. And I took it into a place and the guy's like, just so you know, the entire bottom of your car is rusted out. So it's not just oh. a simple brake fix. It's like, I have to do this, this, that. It was like a $2,000 job. And we were just like, Ugh. well, it was fun while it lasted. Now we need another car. <laughs> uh, we, we would love to be in a, a situation where we could be like a one car household or things like that. But unfortunately with our work schedules and work locations, it's just not possible. Plus like, just like, Grand Rapids is, you know, it's a somewhat decent sized city, but I mean, it's still relatively a small town and I mean, a small city and like our public transportation systems just kind of suck. So that's not an option or anything like that. Either. Plus, I mean, we just don't live like, I mean, we're kind of in a little suburb area too. We're not really near the quote unquote city part of things. So I, I wish that was some way possible for us, but unfortunately it isn't. No, yeah, that's kind of the same with us. My wife's a teacher. I work as a restaurant manager now, so <laughs> I I see her at night when I come home, and she's already been sleeping for three hours. And there's no right. way. And I don't. Um, there's a one of our restaurants is actually two blocks from my house, so it could work out. But I unfortunately got assigned to a restaurant that's thirty minutes away from my house, so. Yeah, it doesn't quite work out that way. Well, before we, I thought, figured that before we went to the whole, the very popular what you play in section of the show, I thought uh, for people that may have not had the chance to jump on or unfamiliar, I thought we'd do a little plug for the old Super Lobster Network, so to speak. And for people that are unfamiliar, Rob, why don't you uh, take this take this platform, take this time to tell us about what you've got cracking? Because, you know, you had always talked and hoped about getting a website going, maybe getting a podcast. And look at this. Now you get, you got three things rocking now. Yeah, it's uh, it's been pretty cool because, as you said, I think I've been hemming and hawing and, and trying to get things going for quite a while now. And it kind of all just lined up this time. Um I think that the the part was the hard part was that it was all going to be on me uh, if I was on my own, and I kind of quickly mm-hmm. realized that in order for this to somewhat work, I need somebody else, and uh, not that nobody was willing to pitch in, but it was that it just wasn't going to work. Like everyone's schedules are crazy busy, and I kind of I kind of pitched it in a way that kind of roped in the other guys and. Uh, it just kind of it all kind of fell into place, and <clears throat> excuse me, the <clears throat> it kind of started. Um, it's it super lobster and friends. Obviously, I'm super live. Everyone knows me as super lobster. It's it's kind of an old thing that's been that's that came up years and years and years ago. Uh, my friends and I used to make wave files on a PC, like just you know 
just for just for fun, you know, just almost mm-hmm. like like mini skits kind of things for the sole purpose of just ourselves. Because obviously at that point there was an internet, but it wasn't the internet that it is today. There was no YouTube that you can upload these to and share it. Right. Um, you know, Napster was like the thing. <laughs> so oh, you know, yeah. like this, we're talking like, we're talking right before the internet really took off. And, um, you know, we just had fun with it. And I think there was one we did where, I don't I don't even really know how it started, but like we all just started saying super lobster in a weird, funny voice, because that's how a lot of them started. We're just we weren't sure what to say. And like one of us would start and the other one would feed off the other one. And that's what it was. We all just started saying super lobster. And it was I don't even think I have the wave file anymore. Like one of my friends does. But and that's kind of how it's. Oh, that's, that's awesome. how it started. And then, um, you know, as as the Internet took off and as like. You know, like MySpace or social media like places started popping up. It was, you know, other people were using other names, and I'm just like, eh, I'll just be Super Lobster, and it's just kind of been that's kind of been what I've been. So, <clears throat> flash forward, but not really. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to just I'm trying to not trying to spend the whole whole time talking about it. Uh, Coffee at Night was kind of what got the whole thing started, though. Is Coffee at Night is one of our podcasts that we've been trying to record every month. We kind of slipped past the time this last time. We were actually going to record last week. It kind of fell through. I'm hoping to get that going by the end of this week. Uh, it would be episode number three, I think. Um, <laughs> Don't feel bad, because if you recall, I originally attended the Holocron Council to be a monthly podcast, and we, we've seen how that's, that's worked yeah, out, too. Yeah, so, so in the problem with uh, – so anyway, so let's this, let's say that Coffee at Night has been something that it's an audio form of what we've been doing for probably – and I'm probably saying the wrong number – 14 to 15 years now. Uh, we've been uh, – we used to all work at Blockbuster Video together way back in the day. Um, oh, I used to be the manager and I hired my friends, obviously, because that's what you do when you're given power like that. Oh, when, the, right. when the manager's like, do you know any good friends that would want to work here? And I'm like, yeah, I know a couple guys. And <clears throat> so. So it was like real life. Clerks it a was little a little bit. bit like that. Yeah. So with that, I uh, hired some of my friends and met uh, another guy uh, from the from the store. And we would always, you know, with Blockbuster used to close at midnight. So we used to, at midnight, we close the place down. And there used to be a 24-hour diner. Well, it's still there. We used to, we go to a 24-hour diner. We'd have coffee, you know, talk about movies and games and that kind of stuff. You know, it was almost like the podcast before the podcast. You know, we'd sit there and we'd just talk. Yeah, yeah. And for years and years and years now, we've been talking about as podcasts have become more and more popular, it's like, we should be doing that. Like, we should just be recording what we're talking about. And it was always one of those things where people were like, or the guys were like, you know, yeah, we should, but nobody ever did anything. So moved to where me wanting to do a website and a game podcast, I said, maybe we should do that. Let's do, let's do something like that. And we threw some names around and. They kind of said, all right, look, we're all in it together, but you're kind of like, this is kind of your thing mostly. So let's just call it Super Lobster and Friends. So that's kind of how the website started. And then knowing that I was going to want to do a game podcast also, we were like, well, we should name that something else. And I think we're still just calling it the Super Lobster and Friends podcast. But, you know, who knows? In a month from now, we might call it something more game related. 
Uh, mm-hmm, the coffee mm-hmm. night was basically the whole model of that is to be kind of like what we do when we go out at night and meet for coffee. And we still do that. Like we still I last week we didn't record an episode, but I did meet them for coffee. And that's what we call it. We like oh, hey, okay. let's, you guys who wants to go to coffee. And usually we meet around. It's not midnight anymore. <laughs> it's like 9 p.m. <laughs> because that's late. That's late <laughs> for when you're older and you got jobs and stuff. But uh, so we went. Um, so we just started to decide. We, we decided to start recording. And the coffee at night is everybody comes to my house and we record it because we want to do it live. We don't want to do it over the Internet. And not that there's anything wrong with what we're doing here, obviously, and what uh, we do on the video game podcast, but we wanted it to be natural. We wanted it to be like, you know, we, we make like my wife, intern Katie, she makes, you know, <laughs> she makes like three pots of coffee and we put it like in the, in like the restaurant, uh, you know, the, the, the restaurant thermos kind of thing. And, you know, as we're doing the podcast, we're pouring coffee, we're talking and that's just kind of how it started. And, um, it was cool at first, and then I said, well, now I really want to do a video game podcast, and who wants to record with me? And uh, we did get Ken on one of them, and uh, but mostly it's been me and Jason. And uh, so it's me, uh, our friend James, uh, Jason, and Ken. And uh, we've that's, okay. that's basically Super Lobster and Friends. We have the website, superlobsterandfriends.com. Our two podcasts are Coffee and Night, which I said, hopefully we'll be recording the next episode soon and uh we've been doing the weekly video game podcast uh which we're going to be recording tonight later on after this right on yeah so it's kind of so did you find that like once you got the ball rolling finally it was just it just kind of came naturally at that point but it still needed a lot of work um by the time we were kind of promoting the site and telling people to go check it out we had kind of already had it up for about two weeks but it was like, look, we need to fill it up with some stuff first. We can't just tell people to go check out the website mm-hmm. and read like two articles. So we kind of filled it up with some stuff. And then that's when we were like, all right, now go check it out. And but yeah, once once it got a roll and it was it felt like it was just it was kind of worked on its own. So, yeah, if Sweet. anything, I feel bad because I should have done this before I became a manager because I had a lot more free time. <laughs> so <laughs> I know. Yeah. I, I think of the same thing too. Like I, I guess I, I had always hesitated so long because I was worried about the setup. And I mean, if you look at how I do this, the show, we are very grassroots, very, very simple in our, our production wise. And it's like, man, I could have done this. I mean, I've been, I've been using voice over IP clients online for, for years, but I guess I never, I didn't quite, I guess I didn't have a, the, a podcast bug, you know, or I guess I didn't have a, I didn't have a reason to capture my, my voice and project that my opinions onto others yeah. just yet. You know? And that's the thing. Like when we go out for coffee, it's usually the same people that go. And every once in a while, somebody who's usually not in the mix will tag along as well. And they always have a blast. So that's kind of like that was part of the thing, too, where we knew that like it wasn't just us and our like inside jokes. It was like, you know, we, we had something that people actually enjoyed listening to. So it was like, let's start recording it. You know, if, if anything, not because we want to be popular, but just to almost have some kind of like archiving, you know what I mean? I mean, not that we wouldn't mm-hmm, exactly yep. some of our most memorable moments, but you know, why not? And then, 
with the Super Lobster and Friends, the whole podcasting bug started because I was listening to more podcasts and it was one thing to interact with them. But like, I almost felt like well, I want to talk about it, though, too. You know what I mean? It's not just sending in a question or sending in a comment about something. It's like, well, I really want to be a part of it and talk about it as well. So if that makes sense, if you know what I mean. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, it definitely does. But yeah, so that's that's it. Super Lobster and Friends. <laughs> man, yeah, fantastic, man. You know, I, 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 people have asked us too. Cause, you know, you know, Lucas and I live in the same city. We've been, you know, asked like I've had some people like, oh, I didn't know you guys didn't record in the same room, or you know, why don't you? And it's like, I, I wish we could, but a, it's like our schedules are so kind of tricky to line up. I think I'm a little more um, available than he is now with you know the, the pregnancy and things going on there. He's got to be more available to his wife, and then you know I can leave and move a little little bit easier than he can um but like our, i just we don't have a proper like there's just no way we could do it like uh, if i had like a laptop you could do that but our uh microphones and things like that aren't great for a same room setup and i think if you like the the episode 52 you know we, re- we recorded that together but you, there's definitely a, a quality difference because i haven't used just my one uh microphone that's in a you know a conference set up and I, I just don't like that so that's my that's my hope someday is to have uh get a little mixing board and get some different mics and be able to do something like that but uh yeah and one that's, day and that's you know, part of it too i day. think i think we we still wouldn't have pushed forward on the podcast but luckily james on the podcast is somewhat of a techie guy he's he works it somewhat and it's hard to describe what his job is because it's part it part other stuff and um he had a soundboard like he had a mixing board so he's just like well we don't have to make it sound horrible we can just plug it into this and everyone put in a little bit of money for some decent mics and no, it's just it was just like, well, if we're going to do it, That's let's awesome. do it. And that was the thing. That was when I knew I had them because I was I was pitching it and pitching it. And they're all like, yeah, it's a great idea. And then finally, like it, it like it clicked with them. And they're all like, yeah, like what mic do you use? Because uh, James bought me a, a nice mic and I, I don't know the name of it. It's, you know, I wish I could plug it, but I, I don't know the name of it. And it's not it's not I'm looking at the <laughs> mic. I don't see it anywhere. But um but uh, he was like, what, what, wait, what mic did I get you? And like everybody went and bought these like $60 mics. And then he's like, I ordered a bunch of pop screens and uh, I'm looking into like a sound card, a portable sound card or something for like that we could plug in that. And it's like that was when I knew they were invested because they were starting to spend money on a podcast <laughs> we had not started yet. <laughs> I've got exactly. Got and then them. we did the first yes. episode and everyone was like, we should have done this a lot sooner. And I'm like, all right, cool. So let's make it work. So <laughs> Fantastic. But yeah, that's, it's good stuff. Awesome. You guys, let's see. So you'll do uh, the gaming show tonight and then you have uh, your next. No, I've been night meaning to send yet. an email to them. Hoping that maybe they're, they're all available either uh, Thursday or Friday night. I'm hoping, fingers crossed. Uh, that's that's my hope. But uh, but yeah. Well, that's why everyone should just follow Lobster Twits T W I T T S on Twitter, and of, then they'll know a bunch of twits when that's um, going to happen. Yeah, and that's the same thing as far as your schedule, like you were saying with with Lucas, because we're doing it live, and because even though we do meet for coffee, it's one thing to just go run up somewhere and meet for coffee and talk. It's another thing for all of us to like come into mm-hmm. the same house and like set it up, and you know, so that's that's kind of why we were shooting for once a month, and if we could do it 
you know, if, once a month. And if we can do it sooner than that, let's do it sooner than that. But let's also not try to like stress ourselves out trying to meet every week. Yeah, and I think that's a good way to approach that. Anyways. Well, awesome. Congrats on the show. And I hope you have – wish you guys all the the success in the world. But most importantly, like you you already have the mindset. It's about just, you know, most importantly, having a good time. Once once it got – once it started, it was just like, how many people are listening? How many people are listening? And then I kind of sat back and I'm like, you know what? Let's just have fun. And that's just kind of how it's worked out. It's it's worked it's worked out better that way I think and we've gotten a lot of support from the people that we've networked with you know other podcasts and that's been nice too so there you go perfect perfect well that is super lobster and friends follow uh, like I mentioned the Twitter handle check that out uh, feel free to check out the shows if you hadn't already uh, it's good. Good entertaining stuff. Much I, I like to say because it's more somewhat in the vein of some of our the uh, I will I will say for lack of a better word adult content that comes out of this show compared to the other shows yeah, I listen to. We decided not so, to filter ourselves. <laughs> so so I feel I feel like to be yeah I feel like to be in that that company because like most of the shows I listen to are all clean and I'm like yeah I, we don't that's we the try thing. Like, but when we're doing the podcast always. the video game podcast it's we're explicit only because like swears slip out. Not because we're trying to be crude with coffee at night. It was just like, let's just talk how friends talk. And it's going to be inappropriate. It's going to be raunchy. And as I said, nobody's trying to one up the other one and say the most horrible things. But it's just people. It's just it's just like friends talking. And that's, you know, when when friends talk, it's not appropriate. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. I don't know how else to say it. <laughs> it, it, it yeah. Oh, that nails it. So enough about me. What do you think of me? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what I think of. But instead, I'll just tell you what I've been playing. How about that? Yes, yes, yes. So, boy, sorry, folks. It's uh, rinse and repeat with this guy here. Uh, <laughs> again, like it's this type of gamer I am. It's, but I am very multiplayer focused, and when I get a game that has mechanics I love, then that's what I'll pretty much play until I get sick of it, and that's. That's the case here. Uh, I, I I did have some downtime yesterday, and I was like, nobody was online. I was like, you know what? I'm going to actually play a single-player game. So I, I did fire up uh, the New Order some more, and I made some more progress there. Uh, I think I'm like maybe three-quarters of the way through the campaign. I think. Um, I, I really enjoy it. It's fun. It's just I'm so – it messes up <laughs> – it messes up my dirty bomb because I get so used to my – my interface and what like what field of view I use and my mouse sensitivity and I can't quite make anything else match that. So if I play it too long, it screws up that and I, I can't I can't have that. So I'm, I'm that meticulous <laughs> with my my FPS. No, um, Ken on the show, he's a he's a big PC gamer and an FPS player, and he's the same way. He's there's been games that have come out that don't really give you a lot of options for mapping keys and. It, that's almost like an instant, like, this game isn't worth playing anymore kind of thing for him. Because he just, you know, he has the keys the way he likes them. Mm-hmm. And not, like I said, nothing against him, but that's just, as you say, you get used to the controls and, you know, it screws up your game if you play it any other way. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, and speaking of Dirty Bomb, you know, it's not nothing really has changed there. Um, I think they've released, I don't think they've released any new mercs since the last show. No, and nothing's really changed. I mean, we're still... We have five people on. We're hopping in and doing the competitive matchmaking, and 
I, I think that's the problem for me. It, that's why I'm so hooked is it's so much. I spent so much time as – how old was I? I was like uh, – it was like the first – I had just gotten broadband. And so I think I was right around 19 and that's when um, Splash Damage, the same developer of Dirty Bomb, released their, their Wolfenstein multiplayer standalone free game uh, enemy territory. And I had sunk so many hours playing that, just countless hours and then you know playing in leagues. And oddly enough, I'm playing with – um, well, Lucas played a little bit back then. He wasn't nearly as into it as I was, but uh, the one guy, my buddy Francis from uh, Montreal, yeah, I'm playing with him still, and it's just, it's just like it's part probably part that I like the game, but it's probably a lot of nostalgia too because it's like going back, you know, twelve, what twelve years and doing the same shit I used to do. Except now, now I can wonder if I stay up until you know two o'clock in the morning playing, I have to get up in four hours and go to work. So that's the trade off. Yeah, I I've been meaning to play that, and I still haven't been able to yet. It's you know, uh, people. It's either you're gonna like it or you're gonna hate it. Which I guess you know, that, wow, wow, Jason, that's like every game. But um, <laughs> some people I that have never played it. Wise words. <laughs> <laughs> some people go into it and they expect, and it, it's kind of confusing because from a design and an aesthetic standpoint, it does have a very like the design you're like oh it kind of looks like kind of reminds me of team fortress you know you have these different classes and it's multiplayer and and it's just it's nothing like that and i think a lot of people get really frustrated because there there is a pretty big skill divide in how the game's played and and just like the the mechanics of it like you the time to kill is i think kind of a little roughly a little high so it really emphasizes your ability to to aim and move well, it's not like, you know, in Call of Duty, you can get two shots and you can down someone or like uh, Counter-Strike, you know, uh, one headshot will kill someone. I mean, this with the right class, I mean, you might have to land four or five headshots to drop a guy and you're having to keep your, your cursor aimed while this guy's shooting at you. And I know that's that's the stuff that I just, I love. That's what I loved about enemy territory so much. And uh, like now that it's an open beta, that's what you'll see a really influx. You see a bunch of people that have never played something like this, and they're just that are standing still and trying to aim down the sight because it does have an option to you know aim down the sights with your gun. And if you take if you stand there and try to do that, a, a skilled player is just going to drop you because it's all about constantly moving and aiming. And I don't know. That's just what I, that's what I've always loved about this that, that series and these games and ah, it's just like old school FPS goodness. I will play it soon. I promise. That's right. I'll still. I still will talk to you if you don't. It's <laughs> appreciate that. Uh, it's <laughs> enough about Dirty Bomb. I could talk. I could do a whole show about Dirty Bomb. Enough about that. Um, keeping up with the uh, online shooters, uh, I I did play a little more Splatoon. I haven't really sunk much time into the ranked matchmaking. And really, for me, what Splatoon's been great and how I've used it, it's like you know, I get home. I've got maybe 15, 20 minutes to, before I need to start dinner, before Jess gets home. I can play, you know, each round's three minutes. I can play, you know, four or five rounds of Splatoon and kill 15 minutes and feel like I, you know, got a decent decent matches in. How how long are the, are the rounds? Uh, three minutes. Oh, wow. Okay. I didn't know that because you just said 15 minutes to kill and you can play four rounds. And I'm like, oh, my oh, bad. wow, that's not long yeah. at all. No, 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 no. I... I don't know a lot about it. I mean, I, I, I've heard well, you talk yeah, I mean, about it's a, it, but it's I don't on think a Nintendo console, so that really you know limits its exposure. <sighs> first of all, I know, I know, I know. Um, yeah, like the, the main modes, they're they're 
Splat Wars or Splat Zones, excuse me. And that's the whole, you know, kind of or turf force or whatever. But that's the whole, you know, you have to cover more of the map with paint with ink than the enemy team. And that those are those yeah. are three minutes timed. And then they're I can't remember if the the competitive mode, which is that that's the Splat Zones. I can't remember if that is longer than three minutes or not because those can go really quick. Because the way that works, there's uh there's either one a piece of territory that you have to control or two. And then you have a a score that counts down from 100 every time, every second you have that captured. So the first team to bring their counter down to zero wins. But the, I, it's weird because sometimes if if you, let's say my team had it captured and we got our counter down to like 85 and then the other team captured, there's like this other um, number that builds up and I'm not sure what triggers that. But some, so sometimes if you have if you have you took over the territory and have it captured, you have to wait. You have to like deplete that other number before you start adding to your score again. And I'm not sure what contributes to that number or how that comes in. But anyway, I think those those matches might go a little bit longer than than three minutes. I can't I can't quite say. But okay, didn't mean to derail you. Totally. No, that's all right. <laughs> uh, and content. I mean, there's the, like content wise. Yeah, there isn't a whole lot there. You've got you know two maps that rotate every like three hours, which is frustrating because you can get the same map. Sometimes it's supposed to be random, but sometimes you'll get stuck playing the same map five, six times in a row, you know, and things like that. But that's why I've just played it in small sessions and it's really kept it uh pretty fresh, fresh feeling to play, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, we, we, I feel like Jess and I watched more than the one movie, but particularly one that stuck out, we watched the other night and it's called, the. Uh, I believe it's called Red Lights, and it uh, starred um, Sigourney Weaver, um, Robert De Niro, and because I can't remember his name, uh, the guy that played the, the the lead role in Twenty Eight Days Later and played uh, Scarecrow in uh, Batman Begins. And oh man, I can't think of his name either, but I know exactly. Yeah, he's in Peaky Blinders anyway. Very interesting uh, uh, film. Like De Niro plays like this this psychic that comes out of retirement and then uh, Sigourney Weaver and the, the guy, I can't remember his name. They're both uh, physicists that specialize in researching the paranormal and basically, you know, debunking claims and things like that. And uh, some events happen and eventually it, basically they're out to like prove that, that De Niro's, you know, now that De Niro's out of retirement, he's just uh he's a hack as well and just scamming people. And, um, it was, it was interesting. It wasn't what I expected. The ending kind of left me feeling a little bit to be desired, but uh, not a, never heard of it. It came out, I think, 20, 2014. Um, so it's just really interesting. It's, I found it by actually just digging through the uh, genre list on Netflix. Um, usually I try to use like uh, instantwatcher.com to find a lot of stuff, but most of the time if I go on Netflix, I go, oh, what's new? Okay, what's new releases? What's new on Netflix? And I scroll through that until I find something good, but for once it actually paid to dig through the, the categories. And this was like a, I think it was in the thrillers because for, for if I watch a movie with Jess, it's pretty much, it's either going to be either a scary movie or it has to be like a thriller or something like that. Although she's pretty, after, after the last Netflixation she tried to watch, she's, she's not watching any more movies that I suggest. So <laughs> you got to gain that trust back. I don't know if I can so far. Every movie here has some weird, <laughs> some weird sex scene or something like that. That just turns her off to the movie right away or, some you know when know. when they talk about having a crayon shoved in an anus in the first <laughs> ten minutes of the movie, she's like, "Yep, I'm done." <laughs> and with that note, oh. that is my that is my week. 
Yeah, let's end it with a crayon shoved in an anus. Uh, his name is Cillian Murphy or Killian yeah, Murphy. Yeah, there you I, go. I, 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 I knew it was something it. Murphy. It was going to bug me until I looked it up. So um, I guess I'll go. Um, I have some stuff listed, but to say that I've played them for any extended amount of time is a lie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm still juggling my new job and trying to find free time where I can. Uh, 55 hours a week is kind of a lot. So it's one of those things where um, do I play a game or do I work on the site? But Mm -hmm. I have to play games to work on the site. So what are you going to do? But I started playing the uh, Techno Babylon. I talked about it a little bit on the last show that I was going to start it. And I did. I haven't gotten far into it. Uh, but it's uh, it kind of it's a kind of an older school old school themed adventure game. It looks a lot like the old uh, LucasArts games, um, like Full Throttle and uh, a lot of those kinds of games. That makes sense. Point and click adventure. Oh, yeah, those are I cut um, my teeth on those things. Uh, Full yeah, Throttle, yeah. Dig, stuff like that. Exactly. If you look at it. And then someone didn't tell you that it was a newer game. You'd think, what was this one that I missed back in the day? And it's it's kind of like a like a future dystopian cyberpunkish kind of game. Okay, yeah. I am still way too early into it to even know what the story's about. I'm just a character who is stuck in a room right now, and I'm like, I gotta get out of here, and I'm not sure how I'm going to. Uh. But I'm I'm interested in getting into it, but I haven't played it long enough to really say whether or not I like it yet. And they definitely went to the. I was I was definitely I definitely read somewhere that this is definitely like those old school games where it's going to take you a while because you're not going to necessarily know like the solutions to some of these puzzles are going to be tricky. Like oh, I would never have thought I was supposed to combine that sandwich with that, you know. <laughs> Was it that muffler? What's the one joke for Monkey Island? Is they've got that uh, rubber chicken on a pulley or something like that? That you something? Yeah, I don't remember that one, but yeah. What uh, what are you playing this on? Uh, uh, Steam PC. Now, was there like another like I'm just I just did a Google image search on it, and I see like there's some decently looking images of it, but then I see some some sh- screenshots that are like a much lower lower quality, like lower resolution lower details of the game and i wonder if it was like did they have like an alternate version of it that came out not that i'm aware of um it's somewhat new in that i don't know maybe they had a a previous version that they decided to go more retro on i couldn't even answer that for you Hmm. i I will Um, research this yeah i Maybe I should have, but I didn't. So, <laughs> oh, this is interesting because it, it comes up on the the Linux Games database, and it's uh, re- it was released in October 2010, free. Huh. Yeah, all I know is that I saw it on Steam when I was doing uh, uh, one of our first podcasts. I was doing the like what's coming out stuff, and yeah. I was looking for games and I, it was one that came up as coming out and I'm like, I don't even know what this is. So I looked it up and I researched it and then I actually reached out to the developers and I said, Hey, I got this website. I'd love to review your game. And they sent it me a code. And now I feel like I really need to play this game because I don't want to let these people down. So that's why I always, like, I remember you talking about that and I thought, man, it, first, first Mike always gets over at gamers beta, gets all these review codes. Now Rob's getting these review codes. I need to, I need to like, I just, do something with the site. I just, yeah. Yeah, all I did was just reach out. Like, I've 
for I reached out I'd say I reached out to probably like seven and I got like three codes. So I'm not swimming in them. And as soon as I got like a second code, I'm like, I don't have time for this. Like I gotta What have I done? (laughs) Exactly. Like I wanna go play The Witcher, but unfortunately now I gotta play Techno Babylon and (laughs) but uh but it's like I said, I'm I'm interested in getting more involved into it. Um but I, I know frustration is on its way. Because with any of those older games, it's like, you know, why would you have thought, why would I have ever come up with those combination of things to get out of this area or whatever? So um, I've also been playing uh, Badland, the game of the year edition for the Xbox One, because I have an Xbox One now. Um, <laughs> it was funny when I told my wife I was going to pick up an Xbox One. She's like, do you, an X- do you want an Xbox One or you do what you want a Nintendo Wii U? And I'm like, ah. Uh. <laughs> I almost decided to get the Wii U and I'm like, no, because I want to play Tomb Raider and I want to. <laughs> so, but uh, it's it's a fun game. I think it started off as a as a mobile game. Yeah, I've, on, I've, uh, I've Android had it on my iOS. phone. I just never sink any time into it. <sighs> yeah, it's it kind of has like a limbo theme. Uh, yeah. Kind of like the, the front the front graphics are dark, like black and um, the background is just beautiful, beautiful landscape, watercolor, just amazing images. And it's all kind of physics based and you're getting through traps, spinning blades, that kind of stuff. And it's a lot of fun. I'm on the last, I think it's on the last, I'm on the last group of levels now. And I, it is rough and I am having a really hard time with it, but I'm determined to finish it up and, and move on so I can start playing other stuff. Um, Good man. and yeah, and then uh, moving on, I'll just keep moving here. Um, I've decided to start playing more mobile games because I have this iPhone 6 Plus, and you know, there's no reason why I shouldn't be playing games on it. And I was thinking the other day, like, what would be a fun game that's free to play? And I know going into it, it's free to play. And I remembered uh, Mr. Anthony Alex on the oh, yes, everyday gamers. Oh, yes talking about his marvel puzzle quest obsession and i'm like do i want to get into that so i downloaded it i played the first like you know there's always like the first tutorial levels you know this is how we do this this is how you attack this is the items and and uh i decided to jump into it and uh yeah i get it it's it's addictive it's fun it's you know the the match three puzzle quest kind of game and but with marvel heroes and you know, I have right now. I have uh, Hawkeye, Iron Man, Juggernaut, Bullseye, and um, I'm forgetting some, but I think Scarlet or no, no, uh, Black Widow okay. on my team. And I, it's just, it's, it's just fun. It's a lot of fun, and definitely has its uh, free to play mechanics where uh, I can play it probably for. I could probably play it for a good twenty, thirty minutes. Which isn't bad because you know usually you don't play mobile games that for that long before you have to start thinking like do I want to start spending money on it and that's when I move on because I'm like no <laughs> no please don't don't press that buy button don't buy those those gems um and the other game I came across the other day which was completely by accident because I don't generally pay attention to the games that are on the front page of the uh, Apple Store because you know those are usually the ones that are the worst of the worst as far as uh, free-to-play. Your crossy roads, your flappy yeah, birds. Yeah, that kind of stuff. And not that people don't have fun with those, but that's not really what I'm looking for. And I saw this game called Card Crawl, and I clicked onto it, and I watched a little trailer, 
and it's like a col- a collecting card game and solitaire in one. Nice. Um, it's it's addictive, and my wife, who's not necessarily into like say Hearthstone, is totally addicted to this game now too. I showed her to her on my phone. I showed her how the mechanics work. And she was instantly hooked and she wanted my phone. I said, you know what? Buy it on your own damn phone because I'm going to keep playing. So <laughs> basically, you're playing awesome. through 52 or 54 cards. Uh, there's there's two rows of four. Uh, your character is on the bottom. Uh, there's a left hand and a right hand and a backpack. And then there's cards that get dealt to you. Uh, your card is always at the bottom with life in it. And there's shields and swords and sometimes potions and coins that pop up. And you're supposed to dry them down. If you move, if you put them to your hand, you use them like a potion. If you put it in your hand, she'll just she'll just drink it automatically. And you're supposed to kind of move cards around to attack and you know use potions and coins. And I can you know it would take me a long time to really describe all of it, but it's it's a lot of fun. And I don't think it's expensive. I think it's I think it's only like three or four bucks. Oh, that's nice. And they have a I think they have a pretty big update coming out on the 11th. I thought I read. That's supposed to add like a ton more cards and a whole new mode. And it's just, it's a lot of fun. I definitely recommend if you have an iPhone or I don't know if it's on Android or not uh, for, you know, non iPhone people. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I know how you play your it, games. Yeah. I'm on, I'm in Android now and but, yeah, uh, I look, it's only on iOS so far. Oh, okay. But I know they're somewhat new. Like I think like they're just kind of getting their foot in the door as far as portable gaming and, I, I, you know, I sent them a message. I said, I'm, I am loving the hell out of your game. And they said, you know, please spread the word. And I'm like, I promise you I will. <laughs> so, and then I don't have it here, but, uh, I just decided to sign up for, uh, I'm, I have Netflix, but I, they offered me like a free month of two discs out at a time. So I'm like, let's oh, nice. get caught up in some movies that aren't on the streaming service. And, um, I got sent John Wick with Keanu Reeves which I think I'm going to probably watch that either tomorrow or Friday. And then I got that whiplash movie with uh, uh, the guy from the uh, insurance commercials. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Lucas recommends both of those. So. Yeah. He, uh, my wife wanted to see that one. So I picked that one up. So I'm looking forward to seeing both of those. Sweet. So. Yeah. I, I, I feel the same way you do about uh, mobile games. I pretty much Hearthstone's the one I will play right now, but it not too much. Cause it's, it's just so to be a battery hog. Yeah. I have noticed that. <clears throat> It was funny. And, I, I uh, joked with my wife because she was enjoying card crawl. And I'm like, yeah, if you like this, you know, it's not that far away from Hearthstone. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I don't think so. And I'm like, oh, OK. <laughs> but I, I really want a Star Wars mobile game to play. And uh, <sighs> especially now that I have the bigger phone. So I was kind of playing their Clash of Clans clone for a bit. And I was like, no, because what's going to happen? As soon as my protection runs out, somebody's just going to stomp me. I'm not going to feel like rebuilding. So yeah, and I I did that actually. I, I took that was another thing. I think I was listening to the gamer husbands podcast, and one of them's like, "No, really, Clash of Clans is a lot of fun." And I'm like, eh, "I'll try it." I played it for like a day, and as soon as like it's not long before they start pushing you to spend money, and that really just kind of pushed me off. And I'm just like, "I am done. I I don't like this mm-hmm. mechanic at all. I don't like this. Yeah, and I'm not a fan of the Clash of Clans style game. So you know, what do you do?" Well, there's a game that um, Nathan, uh, Sith Nightmare, turned me on to. I'm not sure when it's coming out. You can pre-register right now. It's called Star Wars Uprising. I it's didn't be, see about that one. I'm interested in that. And it's, uh, for those unfamiliar, it's a upcoming free-to-play 
um, I guess it's kind of like I want to say, for lack of better, some like a tactical RPG sort of. It's got to have uh, just going from the highlight images they have here. It's got real time co op against the Empire. Uh, you can customize your character, shape the future of the universe. <laughs> Well, does it take but, place I mean, after episode six? Because yeah, not, that's the thing. It's <laughs> it's the first game to like tie in to the whole time in between episode six and seven. Okay. So it takes so. place on like this some some remote sector in the outer rim, some place that's under uh, empire occupation, and then there's like an uprising against the empire there. And I, I don't know if I don't think you can play either sides, but I mean, it looks like what it had me. It's it's got you know. Uh, you can play with friends and synchronous co-op. And I was like on mobile. I was like, wow. Okay. Yeah. Sign me up. Yeah. I'll check it out. And it's, you know, so it's, it'll probably suck, but at least for now it's star Wars and you know, my, my tagline because star Wars, because so. star Wars. Yep. And that's, uh, that's all I really need to check something out. So I, I keep, <laughs> otherwise I, I want to play that, uh, that dungeon. What's it called? Like star Wars defense or whatever. It's just like, they're really simple. Uh, tower defense game, but for some reason it crashes. Every time I load it up, it crashes, so I can't play it. I didn't try that one. I, I didn't even see that one. Yeah, I played it on my iPhone, but you know, going from a iPhone 4S to the, the phone I have now, that's like going from an Xbox to an Xbox One. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, because my wife has a she got she's got a five, and even the five to the six plus, it's like I, I'm like I look at her, I'm like, how do you use that thing? Like, like, how do you even do anything on it? She's like, it's fine. I'm like, no, I don't think so. Well, going back to my old phone while I was getting my screen fixed, it was just like, I, I, at first it took me a while to adjust this one because it's so much bigger. But now it's like, I'm like squinting to read the tiny screen. I'm like, how <laughs> is this possible? Yeah. Well, let's see here. What do we got here? Why don't we just dig? We got, I've got some news headlines here. And at first, I was like, you know, this is like the there's like this all this drought of news because of E3, and there's like nothing. And I've actually got a decent uh, a decent amount for uh, than what I was expecting. But I, I think I'm going to kind of go through these really quick because I I did I thought it'd be kind of interesting to you know we got E3 coming up, so I thought. Not doing E3 predictions, but I dug up a co- actually a couple articles that uh, kind of reveal some of the biggest moments of past E3. So I thought it'd be kind of cool to share our thoughts on that. But So let's plow through these news articles and we can spend a little time on that. Sounds good. Uh, we're starting off with the games. Um, yeah, I haven't... I don't know. It, that's why I love to listen to other shows because I kind of have tunnel vision with what platforms I have. But uh, interesting. Um, Capcom. I, gosh, for, for the love of God, do something with Mega Man, <laughs> not this. They they announced the Mega Man Legacy Collection, and it's kind of a shitty collection, if you ask me. It's only it's Mega Man's one through six. Nothing from X, nothing from the Battle Network, which I've never played anyway. But um, you know, I still have the Mega Man Anniversary Collection on my GameCube, which was Mega Man one through eight. I I want to say it had the the versions that were on. Um, PlayStation and Super Nintendo, not just the NES games. Plus, I had two arcade games that weren't uh, that were never released in North America. And this thing's just, you know, it's just the NES games one through six, and it's only coming out on. I have to double check the platforms because I, I forgot. Like PC, PS4, and maybe Nintendo. I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, I I know for sure it's PC and uh, PS4. I want you would think Xbox One as well, 
um, and the DS. I don't know why you want to do you're, if you're already doing a Nintendo handheld. I don't know why you want to do it with the Wii U as well, but whatever. But still, yeah, my my whole opinion on this thing is that, and this is something that we're going to talk about on ours too. Is I feel like this is almost a knee jerk reaction to Mighty Number no. Nine coming out. Mm-hmm. It's like we need to do exactly. something like, and even because I even watched the two trailers back to back because I watched the reveal trailer for this, and then I'm like, this looks really familiar, and it's not like a complete copy, but a lot of the fonts are the same. And it's just like, you know, I don't know. It's one of those things where it's just like, well, apparently people still like this kind of game and we can't let them take all the money. Yeah, because what, Mighty Number no. 9 is in September? And this is like slated for the winter. Yeah, I don't know. That's the thing. It's like well, if you're going to do a, if It's not that I don't want them to do a legacy collection. But really, if you're going to do a legacy collection, as you say, do do one through ten. Like didn't nine and ten come out for the PS3 and uh, mm-hmm. Xbox 360 and yep. whatever? Do that. Do the X series. Do I mean, do like a full collection. Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, it's bad enough that they, you know, they kind of force KJ and Fuente out the door and then. Um, they just don't. They haven't done anything with the license. Yeah. They just sit on it, and they, that's the first thing they've done is put. You know, finally they at least they let Nintendo do something with it. They put. You know, they let Mega Man be in Smash, but it's like Capcom and Konami. They're just like, what are you guys doing? <laughs> it's like they're just like firing shots into the dark, hoping to hit something. But honestly, the, the only thing that really interests me about this Legacy Collection game is the museum thing that they have on it, and that's gonna just get leaked onto the mm. internet the second it goes out, anyways. So <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, the leaderboards could be kind of cool if they do it kind of like for my ref- point of reference, like NES Remix does. But yeah. um, that would be kind of cool, but it, it's not going to hold attention. Yeah. I mean, ugh, come on. Mm-hmm. Well, let's hope they don't release it and then be like, oh, by the way, uh, DLC is uh, the rest of them for $20. <laughs> right. I don't know. Oh, God. Um, and you know what? Instead of fixing up the car... I think I should just invest thirty five thousand into my own Star Wars. Battle I think pod. you should. I definitely think you should. And then I will. I think this you, is a much better idea. Where you live, and I will come visit you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll meet in person, and you'll you'll stick your hand out to to shake my hand, and I will be like, just show me where it's at, Jason. Just I, I, would, I would never leave it. <laughs> I would, I'd be like the episode right. of South Park. I'd be like Cartman. Jess would answer the door, and she'd be like, "Are you Rob?" Like, yeah. She she just kind of point like towards wherever you're at. <laughs> I would intercom. It's like Jess. More hot pockets. <laughs> Remove the bucket. <laughs> but this thing is. A, I don't think. I don't think. I don't think you can get intern Katie to sign up for that job. Yeah, you'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> she says she loves me, but it's like prove it. <laughs> I just want to see one of these in person. You know, I don't. I don't. I haven't ever like. I don't know if you can go on and like search for arcades that would have it. But my god, I just want to see it yeah it's amazing it's it's just it just looks like so i mean like it's one of those things where it's like yeah this is why i wish i was a billionaire because it'd just be like yeah i got i'm gonna order like three of those right <laughs> god if, if like uh man if our business model thing and all shook up this year and we were like making fat cash at work like we were last last year be like hey tell me our ceo I'd be like hey scott i think our office could use a battle pod <laughs> because star wars i mean we got a wii u and ping pong come on battle pod. There you go. hey what are we saying you for a cool hundred grand you can get the like the premium version i didn't see the premium version uh, let's see let's see if money happens to be no object then you might want to turn your nose up at the basic model and opt for the premium edition which is made to order features leather seats carpeted interior 
a personalized leather-bound user's manual and your name inserted into the end credits. Wow. Um, that sounds like a complete ripoff. <laughs> <laughs> right. For an extra $70,000 or whatever it is, you get carpet and leather seats. God. They press, uh, oh, boy. Yeah. Oh, if money was no object in the world. Right. And since all I talk about in games is apparently Nintendo, uh, last bit of news is that there's going to be a little pre-E3 uh, video presentation by uh, Masahiro Sakurai uh, on Smash Brothers. So uh, it's already been revealed that the Lucas DLC character will be released. Um, I think the Miiverse... Is that why he couldn't be here tonight, Lucas? Oh, never <laughs> yes. mind. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. <laughs> um, I think the Miiverse stages and some other stuff. So I think I think it's cool that you're getting like a Smash Brothers dedicated thing before E3. Uh, I figured they would just present that like the, at the actual show, but I would I expect them to release the, um, their further DLC strategy for the game characters. Stuff like yeah. that. So, well, from what I've, like, I don't have a Wii U, and, and but I, I honestly get all my Smash Bros. Brothers information from like you guys and other podcasts. It seems like they're actually doing it right with some of the DLC. It's not, you know, they're not, they're not uh, being kind of stingy with it. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't purchased any DLC for Smash. Um, one of the guys at work bought Mewtwo, so I've played with that there. But I mean, I just don't have a desire to pay to unlock him here at home. But, um. Like so if some of those new characters interest me, I'll for sure jump yeah. in. But like, like the Mario Kart DLC, I mean, that was all great. And so far, Splatoon already they've added a stage, um, a couple weapons already. So and that, that's all for free. So that's kind of cool. Definitely. Since you're used to you're used to every you know devs nickel and diamond, mm-hmm. yeah. So. Um, movie talk. Uh, we got a new director lined up for Dark Tower. Um, Nikolai Arcel, who's apparently uh, known for A Royal Affair, which I'm not familiar no with. Idea. Truth About Men, Island of Lost Souls. I don't know any of those. So I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, well, from what I yeah, saw, it's I still... Know something with Ron Howard or it's still someone attached to what he was working on. Yeah. I think he's still involved in the okay. project somehow. Well, and I don't, I don't even know how far along this is. So I don't know. This thing's know. been in I this thing. Mention it. I remember them talking about this years ago. This thing has been in the works for a very long time from what I can remember. Yeah. It's been a long time coming and it's probably going to be a long time coming still. Yeah. Eh, that's all I'll say about that. Yeah. I need to read those books. I only read like the first three. Oh yeah, yeah. I I read. I started with the fourth one, went back, read the first three, and then uh, read a uh, five, six, and seven as mm-hmm. they came out. Someone spoiled the very end for me, and I'm not going to say anything. But I was told that it's still worth reading. It's still worth going through the series. Yeah, because yeah, because I think until you finish the series, I think that'll give that make the ending make more sense and give more depth to exactly. it. I think. I'll wait till I get older and I just forget. I don't even remember <laughs> anymore. Yeah, I mean that's what. Yeah, I mean that's the thing where I'm at. It's like, oh, I need more stuff to read, and I, I'm debating if I'm going to go back and keep finishing Game of Thrones, or if I'm going to pick up like maybe Heir to the Jedi yeah. or something. Yeah. I didn't get far into Heir and the Jedi, and then you were talking up the last, the other one with uh, Vader and the Emperor. Oh, 
Oh, Lords of the Sith was so great. So I'm thinking I'm going to pick that up and read that and then go back to Air of the Jedi because not that Air yeah. of the Jedi wasn't good. It just wasn't grabbing me. So I don't know. Yeah, I like I would put, you know, if I put Tark, if I give Tarkin like a two and a half to a three, I'd give Lords of the Sith like a solid four. Okay. Yeah, I want to read that one. Uh, more Mega Man talk. Uh, this is kind of older news, but I never had mentioned it. Uh, there's like an animated series on the way. Uh, 26 episodes of fact. Uh, Dentsu Entertainment USA has partnered with Man of Action Entertainment. Boy, that just sounds like quality yeah. already. Um, <laughs> 26 animated ser- episode series based on Capcom's, Capcom's iconic video game franchise, Mega Man. Um, did we see a uh, new Mega Man TV series? I don't think it really says where it's going to like air anything about it. I was it. looking for Netflix. Just, I mean, just cause Netflix seems to get attached to everything. I'm just like, where's Netflix yeah. in here? It's, I don't see it. <laughs> well, th- this seems weird. Like the timing of this just seems weird too, because again, you've done, like we said, you've done nothing with the franchise and all then, of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And uh, you know, the thing is you. too, with, with and I, I don't remember the what's the, what's the name of the creator or the uh, uh, Kenji and yeah. I don't know if that's that, if that's how you pronounce his first yeah. name properly, but it is. Um, it. I, I know at least I got the last name, but right. I think it's anything that it, I'm not interested in Mega Man without him, and then obviously he's not going to come back to it, so I'm just not, you know what I mean? I don't know. It, it, this is it's his baby, so it's you know, anything you're going to do now moving forward, just I just don't trust it. So. Yeah, I hope he can get the rights maybe back to it. That'll someday. be great. Someday. You know, it, it gives me hope, at least what we saw with what, you know, Sony's done with Tim Schafer with, you know, like Grim Fandango, and now they're working on, you know, Day of the Tentacle uh, remakes. And then, like, was it Microsoft Studios gave gave Double Fine back um, Iron Brigade? I think that was their, that one weird kind of mech Xbox Live arcade game they had. Yeah. So maybe, maybe, maybe. someday. Uh, and our tech stuff. Um, yeah, Windows 10, it's, it's on the horizon. Uh, if you have, you know, if you have an eligible PC, you might notice already in your start menu, or, I mean, in your uh, task bar, there's a little, little window symbol and it gives you, hey, click here to sign up for notifications on when you can get Windows 10. Uh, rock, paper, shotgun here. We have, uh, every feature that's being dropped on Windows 10. Um, I'm just going to talk about the bulleted points here, um, because there's a more detailed list that, we don't have time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Uh, let's see here. Windows 7 Home Premium, Windows 7 Professional, Windows 7 Ultimate, Windows 8 Pro with Media Center, Windows 8.1 Pro with Media Center, and you install Windows 10. Uh, Windows Media Center will be removed. Oh, no, not Windows Media Center. Uh, watching DVDs requires separate playback software. Uh, Windows 7 desktop gadgets will be removed as part of installing Windows 10. Who the hell uses desktop gadgets i don't know <laughs> my brother had them on his laptop and they just made it run like crap uh, uh windows 10 home users will have updates from windows update automatically available windows 10 pro and windows 10 enterprise users will have the ability to defer updates uh solitaire minesweeper and hearts games that come pre-installed in windows 7 will be removed as part of installing the windows 10 upgrade microsoft has released our version of solitaire and minesweeper called the microsoft solitaire collection and microsoft minesweeper oh my god what will we do i do like minesweeper that was always my time killer at land parties yeah i don't know i mean 
I don't know. <laughs> oh, 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 here you go. If you have a USB floppy drive, you will need to download the latest driver from Windows Update or from the manufacturer's My website. God, US floppy drive. I still remember the first PAC I built where I didn't put one in. I'm like, oh my God, that's what I'm going to do. do. <laughs> uh, if you have Windows Live Essentials installed on your system, the OneDrive application is removed and replaced with the inbox version of OneDrive. I thought these were features. This is like what happens when you install Windows 10. <laughs> I, I, I'm on the fence here about it because, um, I, I, well, I know I will get Windows 10 because just so I can play Gigantic. I want to play Gigantic, and that's going to require Windows 10. So at some point, I'm yeah, at some point you got to make the decision. I don't know. I mean, I feel like everybody's on board because maybe because Windows 8 put such a bad taste in people's mouths. And I know people have grown to love it with the 8.1 update, but in my opinion, I don't know. I think everyone's on board because they're just ready for something new and because it's going to be free. I think it's just, I don't know. Part of me is like, I'll make the jump maybe after I hear a little bit more about it. And not that I feel like it's going to be launched as a colossal disaster, but I always just feel like it's, it's just give it a little time. That's just, but that's me. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know, like uh, Jay on the on uh, Gamers of Beta said, he, you know, he, he'd give it like six months before you know, make sure it get all the bugs worked out before. Yeah, I mean, do you, you know, have to to get it for free? It's the first year, right? So it's not like I have to jump yeah, on the first yeah. month and get it. All exactly. Right. Well, that's what I'll do then too. <laughs> um, technology headlines that are very self-explanatory. Uh, <laughs> the uh, NVIDIA GTX 980 Ti, which is like the brand new behemoth video card that NVIDIA's released. Get this. If you use two, they're faster than one at 4K. Oh, my wow. God. I'm not even going to read the rest of this article because this kind of sucks. I thought it was better. It told more about the card it's itself. Just, but, hey, if you uh, add two things together, it makes it faster. And that's Yep. SLI, use an SLI and stuff like that I'll never mess with. So, Because um, I think that what that card's like 450 bucks, $500 video yeah, card. It's something like that. Uh, yeah. And because they're America's team, excuse me, I've, I have a feeling I've turned into super nasally. And if you haven't guessed, yep, I have allergies right now. I was sick last week. Now I have allergies. (laughs) Uh, yeah, America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. Oh God. Are going to start training their quarterbacks using virtual reality? Because why not? Yep. (laughs) Because, because Tony Romo. Uh, no, apparently they're going to use. They've signed a two-year deal with a startup called uh, Stry VR, so Striver Labs, to use virtual reality technology to train their quarterbacks. Um, the official report appears to be accurate, as the official Dallas Cowboys Facebook page shorted a link to the story. Uh, this was like shared with the site Recode. Um, after donning the headset, players will see a live-action, three D video replay of a football play from the quarterback perspective. And then they can review that play from a first-person view over and over, looking in any direction. So, I mean, how do they get that from the quarterback's perspective? Are there, you know, are there cameras on the quarterback? I don't. Where would they get that? I don't know. I, it's not from. I don't know. But that's a cool it's, idea. It's cool, but, but it just makes me instantly think of like a Rocky Four montage of like two quarterbacks of competing teams training. <laughs> like one's in the woods throwing footballs through tires, and one's like in a high-tech facility like <laughs> throwing like a fake football through like <laughs> oh my god that's perfect whenever i hear the word montage i just think of team america world oh, police best montage ever montage 
And a uh, quick update because we're on sports and I'm not really a sports guy, but I am in Chicago. So you know what that means. Uh, it's tied up. Fuck the Blackhawks. <laughs> that's what that means. Uh, it's tied up one to one. So that's all. I know I haven't, people, I haven't watched any of the Stanley Cup finals <laughs> yet. Um, I probably will closer to game yeah, four I or five. I mean, props to Chicago if they win because they just, you know, they've had a hell of a franchise the past few years. But I just really, I just don't want Chicago. <laughs> well, they're turning into like, win. you know, well, yeah, it's going to be them again. It's going to be them again. Like, I don't know. So, yeah, I feel like they need to get knocked down a few pegs. And this is from somebody right? from Chicago. Like, I mean, I know a lot of people hate my Red Wings just because we we've always, you know, we're not we're not the greatest team, but we're always consistently good. And but uh, <laughs> you know, as a restaurant manager now, all I think of when I think of Chicago is like this is going to kill our business tonight, <laughs> and it did Saturday. This past <laughs> Saturday, they played, and we had one of the slowest lowest sales numbers ever on a Saturday night. Oh, especially right now too, because they're actually playing at yeah, the United Center. So, so. that's all. Well, here's this is going to lift your spirits as we conclude the news. This headline alone, this is from Kotaku. Pizza Hut's hot dog stuffed crust invades the United States. This is why we're doomed. (laughs) This is America, folks. Succulent hot dog stuffed crust with free mustard drizzle. Pizza is just not enough, apparently. Wasn't enough with our bacon wrap. Now we got hot dog stuffed. Ugh. Well, apparently it's been in Canada, the UK, and Australia yeah. since 2012. Ziontane, let us know. Is it good? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sean, let us know. Buy, buy a hot dog stuffed crust. Let us know. You know, I kind of oh, want to try it too. just to say I've tried it. That's the it. problem. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I've got a – I'm like running high on Murica today because I somebody on my Facebook shared – Oh god, it was like from Deadspin, but it was like these two women getting into this fist fight in a Walmart over God knows what, and the one's little kid is like taunting the other one, like her his mom is like beating this woman down. He's like on top of her. He's like, "Yeah, what are you gonna do? Ain't talking now, are you?" And he's like five. I was just like, "Oh yeah. my god!" And then she, and then his mom is like telling him to like kick her in the face and hit her. I was like, "Oh my god, yeah, this I'm, is horrible." As a as a restaurant working in restaurants, I'm not I'm not saying anything about anybody in particular. I'm saying that you have people who come in who are like teenagers or in their early twenties, and you're like, like, like my God, did their parents never teach them this? And then you see some of these parents come in with some of these younger kids, and you're like, that's why these kids act this way because you are just as bad. So exactly. Anyway. As I said, I mean it's 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 any it's it's not even any race in particular. It's just it's just it's just the day and age we live in. It's just stupidity, and it's yep. I don't know. It's what, it's what it is. Well, let's let's break the mold with some with uh, yeah, some let's let's remix. Then let's crank it up. It's the uh, this marks the first time we've had a repeat of a, a game. This is the first time I've played a, a selection from a game that I've already featured. So, sorry. I was watching some YouTube stuff today and I f- was watching this cool retrospective on Sonic 3 and Knuckles and some of the lore and I was like, sweet, I love that game. But I didn't pick that game. I picked Sonic 2. Because <laughs> also I went to the new section on Overclocked Remix. So this is from Sonic 2, uh, the Chemical Plant Zone. Uh, oddly, interestingly enough, it's called Chemical Plant Zone. Subtractive Dispatch Mix by Waterboy. Uh, yeah, interesting name, but uh, yeah, this is uh, it's kind of a cool mix on uh, on that theme, a little slower. Uh, if you've played 
the game at all, you'll immediately recognize Chemical Plant Zone. And yeah, let's just play it and go from there. And as always, if you like this remix, there's so many more that I can't begin to describe to you over at overclockedremix.org, http colon slash slash ocremix.org. Well, that concludes the Overcollect remix. And unfortunately, I know you're probably 
uh, chomping at the bit to hear about parallels, but we're going to have to put that in the back burner for another week because, well, you know, Lucas Lucas is not making a movie. If you hadn't heard at the top of the show, uh, Lucas Rose died this past week. Um, we are working on 3D printed recovery efforts of a Robo Lucas 2.0. Um, we will see what happens, folks. We have our top men on it. Yes, top, top men. Men. You you might notice a dip off in his uh, Twitter usage during this time. So um, he'll 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 be back up to one post per sixty days very very soon. <laughs> so moving forward, uh, we you know we I found these couple of cool articles from Kotaku and Destructoid about. You know, E3 and review. And unfortunately, uh, yeah, the GameSpot one's all video. So screw that noise. Um, it's top seven. So whatever, GameSpot, screw you. We're going with Destructoid. This is why you should check your stuff before you start a podcast. But <laughs> off the cuff and like first, you know, first reaction fit better. So here we go. Uh, Destructoid has a look back at the most memorable moments of E3. And we're going by date. So how do you want to start this, Rob? Do you want to go oldest first or newest first and work backwards? Um, I think part of me kind of wants to do newest first and go backwards because I think the That's very first slash last one is just fantastic way to end it. The uh, 1995 yes. one. Yes, it is. is. I think that would be the best one to end it on. All right, then. So we're starting in 2014. This is... Destructoid interviews, and we'll see what what you all think as well. Uh, 2014, Nintendo misleads the press about the release date of The Legend of Zelda Wii U, marking the first time anyone at E3 had ever lied about anything. Yeah, they're always so trustworthy. <laughs> oh, I guess I don't really even paying attention to the if they had a release date. I I, uh, I wish that we would see that game uh, coming out this year, but. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I'm fine as I waiting. said, I'm not a. I'm not a Nintendo owner. I mean, is there, is there a lot of people hoping that they see more of this game at this E3? I mean, is that? The... I don't think so because I think it's pretty much been said that uh, it's not going to be there at all. Oh, have they said that? Okay, yeah. I don't think I saw that. Like, I think what there's there's some things that we we know we're going to get from them. Like, I'm sure we're going to like. It's expected that Star Fox is going to be there in some other games, but so far every E3 there's been a game that's come out of nowhere. Like last year was Splatoon, and there's a couple other games. So I'm, I'm expecting Nintendo to have some surprise like that this year. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, nothing's ever not been true at E3. Come on, yeah. Oh, I got I love I love the tone of this of this article already. Uh, 2013, Microsoft unveils the Xbox One to no controversy whatsoever. Not at all. Oh gosh! And just to go, just to go back that because uh, I remember I watched I watched that was I wasn't I was able to watch all the conferences live as they happened. And I just remember watching that. I was like, "What? Really? Yeah." And I just loved I just love Sony's reaction to with it too. You know that that first of all, this is how you share games on play PS4. <laughs> Here you go. Thank Thanks. you. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, 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 Xbox had a pretty big mess, or Microsoft had a pretty big disadvantage by going first, because I don't think it would have been a lot different, but I definitely think the price would have been somewhat, maybe a little bit cheaper at the very yeah. least, because you know, you know, Sony had their plan back there. They had probably two different, you know, like well, let's see what they do, and then if they say this, we'll do this. If they say this, we'll do this. I don't know. That's 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 how I felt that went down. Yeah, yeah, and I was listening again 
because it's fresh on my mind, Cambridge and Beta earlier today, and they their guest was talking about how pretty much you know if the you know Xbox One was not you know probably in a perfect world Microsoft probably wouldn't release that console for another year, but you know with Sony releasing when it did, you know damn well they cannot wait, sit on there and let give Sony an entire year. At, not at all. Market, you no. know, and they kept they had to rush that thing out the door. And I mean, they would just be shows. playing catch up. They were already playing. I feel catch up as it was, but it would have been even worse. Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> here you go. Twenty twelve. Ouya wins E three. Other video game companies never heard from again. Ouya. I remember being excited about the Ouya. Uh, I do too. If you go back, hell, go back to listen to some of the first, you know, 15 episodes of Flexipose, maybe 20, and I was like, you know, I kind of want to get Ouya. Yeah. There's like two or three times I talked about that. Thank God I never did. Yeah, I was I was thinking about uh, pulling that trigger myself, and I'm just like, well, I really don't have, I mean, I know it's not expensive, but I really don't have that money right this second. But when I do, and then just time went on, and finally it was just like, thank God. Oh, what the heck would you be playing on it? Towerfall? I still? don't know. I don't I, know. I, I, uh, there's like nothing there. Uh, Towerfall, the game that we got for free on PS Plus, I think. <laughs> so Probably. Uh, 2011. Nintendo says it has a real good feeling about the Wii U. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nothing. Wait, what can you say here? It's foreshadowing mean, uh, for the end of uh, this one. Exactly. Um, kinda... I mean, I think the system has come a long way, but it had a real rocky start. Yep. I mean, it's cool that Nintendo tries to push innovation and things like that. But, I mean, if you compare the system to its competitors, and it's like it's like Nintendo is just, I hate to say behind the times because that's used for them so much, but it really is. I mean, like, people expect now on their consoles to have integrated voice chat, like a party system, have a good... Because even looking behind the voice chat, like the... The messaging system and things like that with the Wii U are just terrible. Like the only way you don't get any on-screen notifications. So if a friend signs on, the only way I don't know that is if I happen to see this little the home button like light up on the gamepad. Really? Even if I'm, yeah, and wow. even if I'm using the gamepad, I don't notice that. And then if you're actually in most of the games you're playing online, you can't bring up the the UI to even see that message. You only can do that like at menu screens. You can't yeah. really do that when you're in active gameplay on single player games, you can, but not like multiplayer yeah. stuff. So it's not like you, you can't send them a message. Like, like with the modern consoles, you know, even Xbox 360, you know, it's like, Oh, somebody signed on, hit the home, hit the Xbox button, type a message, send. You can't do that. I mean, yeah. Eh. And I don't know. Nintendo's always been famous for doing their own thing, like making their own rules. And I feel like this day and age, they just can't do that anymore. It's a, it, we're, I think the technology is moving too fast. I think people re- expect more at a faster pace. And I think Xbox and PC and PS4, I feel like they're in a better position to give what people need and make the changes mm-hmm. on a fly than, than Nintendo is willing to do. And like I said, not yep. that they're not willing to maybe eventually change one day, but it just, they can't, in my, not that they're going anywhere. Obviously, I'm not saying, I'm not one of those people that think that Nintendo is going to be gone soon, but it just, it, in my opinion, they need to start maybe changing some of their, the ways they run their company. And I don't know what that is. I don't, I don't run a multi billion dollar company, so I have no idea what that would be, but I feel like they need to start making innovations faster yeah. with their consoles and what they, what their decisions are. I feel like the this the mobile deal they have going with the DNA is really going to be a boost to their sales. Yeah, I'm really interested I, I, in that. I'm really, I mean, 
getting more into mobile gaming now. I'm really interested in what they're going to do with that. Yeah, but I, th- I have a feeling like their next system is either going to destroy the company or it's going to be a breakout hit. I, re- I really feel like it's going to be another home run like the Wii U or it's just going to cripple them. I would love for them to come out with a system. Excuse me, the, the Wii, not the Wii U. Yeah, I would love for them to come out with a new system that can compete powerhouse wise with the newer systems and it's just a game system no fancy tricks no nothing here's a controller maybe you can have some weird crazy uh um what do you call those like uh uh extra like like say the gamepad they have now for the wii u like you can maybe sell something like that accessories peripherals accessories you know maybe you can sell those on the side with it but just you know a system with like controllers and just just play games nothing like you have to wave your arms around or as a mini laptop yeah. or whatever i don't know that's just and, me and that's the thing too like you think about like look how they've always been like on the off release compared to everything else like they released the wii and then how far along did we see like the 360 come out was it like a year yeah a year and a half i don't quite remember and then you saw the wii u came out and then what like a year and a half later that and then they're like two um, they're like I feel like they're an entire console generation ahead of what the hardware the the Nintendo platform was pushing out. Yeah. Oh Nintendo. Um 2009 pedophiles everywhere cheer as Microsoft de- debuts Project Milo. <laughs> I can only laugh at that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't even remember po- I remember it but I don't remember Project Milo. I didn't see I don't remember seeing the the demonstration, but I mean, I know of it. I think it was a Peter Molyneux thing where he oh, talked God, to him. Say and, no more. Yeah. God. Uh, project Milo was this project in development by Linehead. Yep, for Xbox 360. It was the connect. It was yeah. a connect thing. You like talk to some kid. Yeah, Way to go, Molyneux. You could learn. Oh, you could play games with him, and <laughs> it's just I don't know. Yeah, that just sounds bad. Yeah. Miles will bring back uh, was it Seaman from the the uh, Dreamcast? I've never that, seen that game. I should probably look up YouTube videos of it, but I've never actually seen that game. I mean, I, I've no, seen I, pictures of it, but I've never actually seen it in motion. Yeah, it's the stuff of nightmares a little bit. <sighs> Speaking of which, you're, you're going to go see the Five Nights at Freddy's movie when it comes out. Oh man, no, <laughs> not at all. Uh, 2008. With attendance at a record low, E3 has moved to three tables in the back of a Santa Monica Red Robin. Wow. <laughs> I did not know that. I never Must heard of that paying one. attention to E3 back then. Yeah, I guess not. Must not have had internet or something. <laughs> I'm already just laughing at the next one. That's all. Uh, uh, uh 2007. Overweight Nintendo <laughs> employee suffers a heart attack while demonstrating Wii Fit. I gotta, I, I gotta uh, find that. There's gotta be a video of that. There's gotta be. God, I love how first like they they kind of sounded somewhat believable, but now we're just getting into pure satire, and I love yeah. it. Uh, 2006. Sony has laughed off stage after giving a PSA on the real dangers, real dangers of giant enemy crabs. All right, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody wants crabs, that's all I can no. say. Uh, 25, 2005, E3 is broadcast on television for the first time, giving the entire world a close-up of a look at how disgusting <laughs> we really are. That sounds yeah, that does. 
Oh god, here you go. <laughs> 2004, the PlayStation Portable and Nintendo DS debut, though n- neither are able to escape the shadow of the Gizmondo. Oh man, that thing. Oh god, that thing is just hideously. Yeah, hideous. it's pretty bad. Was it comparable to like the N gauge? I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure at all. I remember I remember applying for GameStop years ago when I was younger, and this was like when the N gauge was out, and I remember in my interview being able to answer any question they had about any system and anything that it was that they were selling, except for the N gauge. And I found out that that was why I didn't get the job. Oh God! Come on. The end gauge, like you had to worry about selling that piece of shit. Yeah, you know? this was one of the things too. I was upset that I didn't get the job, but then like later, thinking about it later on, I'm like, that's fine. Because <laughs> uh, the end gauge was like a phone as well. So this looks like this was made by Tiger, and it looks like it's an entire. It was just a handheld. Yeah. Holy crap! Retail price was four hundred bucks, or you could get a. One that had smart ads enabled for two twenty nine. Well, no wonder it didn't sell. Holy crap! <laughs> Pretty bad. I don't even want to buy. I'd love to have a new Nintendo three DS. I don't want to pay two hundred dollars. Can you imagine paying four hundred dollars for something nope. like that? Oh my gosh. Ah, 2002, Microsoft gives attendees a preview of what Xbox Live would be by inviting 11-year-olds on stage to call each other gay-ass faggots for 20 minutes. Oh, my God. That was, that's so awesome. That, that is what Xbox Live is. Oh, my God. It is. It definitely oh is. Oh, my God. Unless I'm playing in a uh, private private room with with people I know, I don't engage in any of that i i have oh, the headset no. plugged in because i don't want to hear it on my tv and i have it off to the side because yeah well, i'll tell you what uh text chat is just as bad like played in dirty bomb it's just as bad as what xbox live is you know you got uh we were dumping on this other team pretty bad and what was the comment the guy said uh, to me your team is just using a bunch of shitty N-word spam tactics, uh, something, something. And then, so this guy was getting pretty mad. So then I proceeded to every time when I killed him, I would then teabag him. <laughs> and then he was like, real effing mature teabagging. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? You're the guy that's, you know, I know, I don't know. The, the I, yeah, whatever. And then the, the servers went down, so we couldn't finish. The, we were That was only one half of the match. We didn't get to play the other half. I was disappointed, but really? I'm the immature one? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, online, it's a it's it a is. cool place. That's why that's why Splatoon has no voice chat. Exactly. Just like I mean, that. you gotta give Nintendo some credit. They're like, look, we're not inviting this into our into our game. This is not happening. Yeah, and especially especially when it's a game that's kind of marketed for a younger audience. But you know you're going to have a, a mixed audience playing that. But you know, like, if, if you're a little six-year-old kid's like, oh, I get to throw ink on stuff. This is awesome. And then, you know, uh, to the, the team of, like, 20-year-olds that are playing with them, they're like, why the hell is this guy just running around looking at the ground? What the fuck? Get it together, you know? asshole. What the fuck? You know, that, uh, that was what would happen. Oh, here we go. 2001. Nintendo says it has a real good feeling about the GameCube. <laughs> you know, I had a GameCube. I don't really know what made me buy a GameCube because, uh, oh wait, yeah, I do. Smash Brothers Melee. That's why I bought. That's why Never I bought the had GameCube. a GameCube. 
and then I, I bought a PS2 eventually. Yeah. But that was the whole reason I bought a GameCube was because my friends and I would play Smash Brothers and Nintendo 64, and we wanted to keep playing Smash Brothers. So it was what happened. Uh, 1999, the Dreamcast is introduced, securing Sega's permanent status as one of the titans of the industry. Definitely. Oh, it so could have been, though, that Dreamcast is a sweet yeah. console. I, I, I wonder the alternate universe where Sega was the one that won and Nintendo didn't. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Uh, I don't know. Do you think we'd ever still see Nintendo? I mean, see uh, Sonic and Mario on the same. Yeah, but it would be Sega. Uh, game. It would like be that, Sega. You know, <laughs> Nintendo would have the one, the one that likes would be the third party uh, <laughs> developer. Uh, you know, which many people would say would be a better position yeah. for them. Wow, that'd be nuts. Uh, uh, Ninety-eight, E3 canceled due to nineteen ninety-eight being the boring ass <laughs> year for video games. Uh, I must have jumped to that one. Didn't see that. I slept through it or yeah. something. Uh, 1997. Uh, E3 moved from Los Angeles to Atlanta, Georgia due to the lingering stench of the first two. <laughs> Jeez. Like, that's what I love about reading Console Wars is talking about those first conventions and how weird it was and what type of the scene was like. And oh, I can only <laughs> imagine. Uh, 96, Booth Babes debut, setting the standard for how all women who attend the event should dress and act. Oh my. Unfortunately, there are still many people that believe that that is an actual rule about conventions in the video games industry. What's that? How that's, that's how they should act and, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they should dress and act that way. And our culminating moment, the top memory coming from 1995 Nintendo says it has a real good feeling about the Virtual Boy. <laughs> I want to own one of those one day. I do want to own. I do want to buy that. There's a half price books near my house that had one on sale for like forty bucks, and I almost oh, pulled the trigger on it. That seems yeah, like a good price I know. for something I like that. I still took myself for not picking it up. I just I never could get past the controller. No, if I ever see it again, I'll pick it up. No matter what, <laughs> like, like it's it's like asymmetric. You know, it's got a D pad and buttons on both sides. It's just that always threw yeah. me off. But I even back then I was like, "What the hell? It's all red." It's like I'm playing in Code Red Mountain Dew. I remember the Blockbuster that I eventually worked at had one on display, and even being at that young age of like, you know. It doesn't take much to rope kids into video games. Even being that young, being like, this is dumb. <laughs> like, this is not, like, <laughs> this is not something I want to be doing, even as a young boy. Well, there was just no good way to play it, either. Like, watching the angry video game nerd talk about it. There's, like, how, we're, there's no comfortable way to yeah. use that system. So. Uh, and there you go, folks. That's our uh, our E3 biggest moments in review. Retrospective, you know? <laughs> I loved it. All right, well, Rob's got uh, a a bigger show to. Oh, we're fine. Keep going I'm not on, so we got it from we, uh, the other person. Flying, folks. Every time I cut, I have to edit. I have Lucas. You know, he's producing. I mean, he's dead. But <laughs> robot I mean, Lucas he's is editing. editing. Shit, <laughs> robot, robot Lucas, Lucas is editing. You better fix this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, every every piece of audio that's cut out, Rob's yeah. like. 
Jesus, Jason. I got, you told me that we'd be in and out of the show. You know? No, I told you. He, he sent me a texter. I told him that I'm going to be on this and that, you know, I'd be ready sometime like probably around quarter to 10. He's like, it's a late night. I won't be ready till later. And I'm like, well, that's fine. Whatever. I don't care. Ah, see, he says that now. <laughs> well, we'll wrap up the show with the grab bag. And I haven't, I've done a poor job of, well, we haven't, A, haven't asked any questions for anybody in a few weeks, and I haven't really good, done much of a good job of poking people for questions. So, uh, we did have a couple things here. Uh, Mr. Good for Gaming, Robopig himself, would like to know how, why does Heavy Metal Riff break his equipment? Is he like Lenny with his puppy? I had to Google, I had to search for this reference. And I believe yeah, it's from of, the, of Mice and Men. Is that? Yeah. And I've, I, yeah. I've, not, I've never watched that or read Talk that. Talk about or, the rabbits, George. Talk about the rabbits. So I am. Yeah, I know that. I will, I will just say that, yes, <laughs> he, he is like that. But really, you know, Lucas, you know, he's like a quiet guy on the podcast sometimes. He has a lot of rage. He has issues. <laughs> he's, an un, he's an ungentle giant. You know, you, you just know it. Sometimes he just mutes that microphone and just goes, mother. And just, you know. <laughs> He just he just but well, he gets to edit it so it never comes off like he's the bad <laughs> exactly. guy. Exactly. <laughs> or you know when he's playing uh, playing Peggle or something, he's like, "I freaking pointed over there." And he gets so angry. And, you know, <laughs> it's not supposed to bounce that way. That's how his headset really broke. This Peggle. Um, and Graham, Graham had a. I, I was going to wait for this question for Lucas, and and then I was like, "Oh, you know, I've got Rob on," and I think this is a great question he had asked. Um. Any games you can think of that everyone else seems to adore that you really didn't get? And when I thought about this, I mean, I, I made sure games come to mind, but I feel like it had to be something I actually tried to play. So I, could, I can't say Destiny, and I can't really say, um, like, The Witcher, because I've never played with The Witcher. I don't think that's fair for me to, to say that I didn't get it when I haven't ever, you know, actually attempted it. And honestly, I'm going to say, like, because I I I get why people like it, but for me, I, it just doesn't stick with me. I'm gonna say like Skyrim and like Elder Scrolls. Like people like love, like it can spend years, you know, almost wrapped up in like that scrolling world of of just exploring and being the experience of your character. But for me, I like look at that. And I'm like, God, I'll never finish this thing. Like, like the bigger like the world. It, and the game can be for me, that's just like, Nope, no interest. I don't know. And it's, it's really weird because I feel like, like if you look at my interest and I'm into like, you know, sci-fi, I'm into fantasy, I'm into these things. You think I would like just jump in, but Nope. I've played a lot of Skyrim, but I never beat it. It's amazing how much time I put into Skyrim and never beat it. And it's for the it's it's the same reason like it's there's so much to do, and I'm I'm definitely one who did enjoy it, but it's you're right it's something you can easily easily get lost in and as I said spend hours and hours and hours on and never beat it because there is a main story but there's also like five other stories going on at the exact same time, um and I'm gonna sit here right now because I know I know Ken from the show from our our podcast and site is listening to this because he wants to listen to it when, when it's out. Uh, I'm going to defend Skyrim for him because his steam time on that game is 388 hours. Woo. 
<laughs> he loves that game. And every time I he talks about some cool mod that, that he just saw a video on, he's like, I can't do it, man. I can't do it. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. I will get lost. <laughs> I put I put over uh, a thousand into enemy territory. So there you go. But uh, uh yeah. My my thing uh it's I don't know if it's a game as much as if it's genres. Like I never got into like the the uh the MOBAs. I haven't had one yeah. that like clicked with. You know, I, really, I was okay, thinking that way too. Awesome Knots was really good. And I think it was more that I was playing with people I knew uh, here and there. Mm-hmm. But it still isn't my thing. And when I hear about new ones coming out and stuff, I still kind of tune it out. I am interested in trying Heroes of the Storm because I've heard it is one of those where if you're not a fan of MOBAs, you might still like this one. Yeah, I, I would I would agree with almost your answer too because like Dota, I like it's like I, I get like I get the, the combat and I get the movement, things like that. But then you throw in that item shot and then there's a strategy of when you buy what item and where you buy one item. And I'm just like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. And it, comp- so, and it completely gimps my character. Yeah. I played through because they offer like a decent tutorial in that where you can kind of play and kind of get the gist of it. And then you got to kind of start playing what I went, I went through all of that. And then like the first match I played online, I think I quit in the middle of the match. I think I just turned it <laughs> off. I'm sure I pissed off somebody. Oh, yeah. But I was like, I'm not going to play this. Yeah. And I mean, like I said, I'm not, I'm never going to say like, how dare people who do like it play it. It's just, it never clicked with me. Yeah. Never, never got, never pulled me, uh, pulled me in. Yeah. I would say, uh, give heroes a, a try especially because there's you know quite a few people in the, the general podcast communities that we all inhabit that are, are playing it so you definitely would know someone yeah I, that's what i was thinking too because i had definitely heard a couple shows that 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 i've listened to that we you know would whatever we would all be part of or be in that community of yeah that have talked about it and said you need to try it so and it's, I, it's not like i have to pay anything to get into it it's free exactly I will. I will try it someday. Excellent. Now that's all the questions I got. That's all the grab bagginess I've got for one evening. You know, you only can uh, you only can fit so much in there. And uh, that, that's what she said. That is what she said. <clears throat> and really, or he, or he, or he. we're not, yeah, we're not, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. we're not sexually gender biased or anything like that. <laughs> I mean, who are we to judge that? Oh, boy. See, this is great, because even with Lucas out here, not here, the show gets really weird and awkward and and idiocratic at the end of the I show. Pro- yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, He'll be proud to know that you held up his echelon of the podcast in that way. I, I hope to do him proud. That's, that's all I'm here for. <laughs> when Robot Lucas comes to power, I want him to make sure that he knows that I did my best before he takes over the world. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, well, folks, that is pretty much going to, I'm going to say, wrap it up for the 67th episode of this here Flex to Post podcast. I definitely want to take time to not only thank uh, Rob, Mr. Rob Goddard for coming on the show, filling in and coming, coming to my rescue in this time of need. Yeah, I watched, I saw from the shadows like a, like some kind of vigilante uh, guardian angel, whatever you want to call it. Help. When I saw the beacon lit, I <laughs> I jumped, I ran, I did what I could. This is my, my internet, I must defend it. 
So and one of these days, I might need re- I might need the help back. So oh, there you see, it's all about that that karma, that right. cr- cross population karma. Right. And I, I want to give thanks to uh, to Dave, Mister Robopig, for uh, just uh, helping out too. I mean, I, I didn't need his services this evening, but the fact that you were more than willing to to uh, co-pilot this trade wreck. That, that means yeah, a lot. I kind of that felt like an lot. asshole when I heard that he offered, and you're like, "No, it's fine." <laughs> like, well, no, he could have done it. Well, well, done in, it. In, in your defense, Rob, you were first. You were oh. first. So, all right. So, so I mean, you are still okay. a, you are still of a jerk a little bit, Dave. But. You're awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and I joined, uh, I joined your extra life team, Dave. Come yeah, on, yeah, there you Give go. Something. <laughs> and, and, I forgot to mention that, but whatever. Yeah, screw that guy anyway. <laughs> and uh, yeah, anybody that. This a lot, a lot of this is directed towards Paulo, but anyone else that also takes part in the uh, <laughs> on the docket shenanigans that seem to occupy my news feed, especially there's a whole lot of uh, Creed lyrics that get tossed around lately, and it's awesome. <laughs> it's so awesome. But the worst uh, the worst mistake I made was using a GIF of uh, Scott Stapp, and it appeared in my feed way too long. <laughs> you only can handle that looping animation so long. Yeah, I do think about that. Like I, I don't know why you guys have ingrained it in my head. Like, what's on the docket today? <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't use it to the top of the show, and I'm still kicking myself. Yeah, I start uh, as a restaurant manager. If I open or if I close, I always have to run some form of community where I, uh, you know, have to address the staff and like let them know this is what's going on tonight. This is you know how we have things. Yes. And I have definitely more than once started it with on the docket today. Yes. This is what we have going on. Oh, and obviously, they wouldn't have known what I'm talking about. No. They're just like, whatever, it's Rob. Like, why does Rob, Rob like Creed? What the hell? <laughs> I put it on my iPhone and I walk into the community. I put it down and I just. One day I'm just going <laughs> to open Spotify at work and listen to Creed all day. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. I might do that tomorrow. Why not? Oh, see, this is what happens. All right, so this is the end of the show. Make sure you check out uh, Rob shows. Uh, Rob, what's the what's the website URL so people can check it out? Uh, superlobsterandfriends.com Simple as that. We are on iTunes, Super Lobster and Friends. You probably only have to search for Super Lobster before you find something. Might not be um, a whole lot of competition in that namespace. That is not a me. lot at all. This day and age, even now, any website I go to, I type in Super Lobster. It's probably taken. Unless I'd forgotten <laughs> that I'd signed up for it in an older email and it sums up that it's already taken. But yeah, superlobsterandfriends.com, uh, iTunes, Super Lobster and Friends. Um, we update. I'm shooting. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to update the podcast every Tuesday, put it up every Tuesday morning. Obviously, I mean, I can't keep that streak going, but that's what I'm trying to do for right now. Okay. But uh, yeah, so come by, check out the site, uh, come listen to the podcast, uh, you know, rate us on iTunes, rate Flux Depots on iTunes first, though. I mean, this is where you heard me first. Yes. (laughs) Do it. Do it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you go, folks. On behalf of myself, Mr. Rob Goddard, and Mecha Robot Super Lucas, have a great week, and we will hopefully see you back. with Lucas 2.0 on episode 68. Good night. Hello. This is your lord and master, Robot Lucas. I may have died, but I live on inside the computer. 
inside the podcast. I am pleased with this episode. I command you to listen. Add it to your docket today. A court is in session. A verdict is in. No appeal on the docket today.